Hey guys, what's going on? It's Sunday, November 18th, 2018. And what is today? Married to a Scorpio support day. I don't make this shit up, dude. It's really what day it is. Okay, so we got some exciting shit going on today. We're going to talk about uh, religion, Christmas. Um, basically, the start of how Christmas was created. The start. We're not going into it too deep. It'll probably be like three or four parts. But this is basically the start of why people celebrate Christmas. So, let's jump into some birthdays, get through some history and news, and then we'll go for it here. First up, we got uh, Kevin Nealon turning 65 today. You'd, you'd know this guy if you saw him. He was in Cone, Coneheads, Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, Little Nicky, Joe Dirt, and a bunch more. Pretty much every Adam Sandler movie. He's one of Adam Sandler's dudes. Next up, we got Lightning McQueen himself, Owen Wilson. How old's he turning today here? He is turning 50. 50 years old. That guy's funny. I like him. He was uh, in Meet the Parents, Shanghai Noon, Zoolander. He was in a lot of older movies, man. I didn't really realize how many movies he was in when I was like a teenager. Shanghai Noon and shit. That was pretty old. But uh, he was also in that movie Wonder that was recent. That movie was uh that movie was pretty good. I mean the kids will like it for sure, but it was watchable as a parent. Uh, next we got Allison Tolman turning 37. She played um she played Linda in Krampus. So she was the sister, like you had the main family that was living there. Um, and then the sister and the brother-in-law came with all their kids for Christmas. She was the sister. And uh, I got a funny story about Krampus, right? So I got... I, I hope I can find the pictures. I'm going to put them on my Instagram. But I made these... I bought these big old two-inch rusted bells from eBay. And then I spelt Krampus in like an old English style. I like dremeled it into the bell. And the bells were all rusty and shit. And then I put the kids' names into each one of the bells. And then I made this like... Uh, old style looking ribbon thing and then I put it in a box where I inside the box I wrapped it with a bunch of brown paper bag shit that I crumpled to make it look all old and like fire coated it with the smoke and then the box I fire coated and shit and it made it look all crazy and we we had uh, we hid the boxes so it it looked like the kids had walked home from school, and then right as they walked in, the boxes were by the front door. I don't remember exactly how we pulled that off, but, you know, there was a knock on the door, and then the kids went out to check, and the boxes were right there. We probably had our neighbor put the boxes down, but my kids opened these boxes and saw these Krampus bells, and we just watched the movie, and... You know, told him that if the bad kids fucking Krampus comes, the, the whole Krampus story. And my one kid, he freaked out. He like he literally went into shock. It was, it was. I mean, it's funny now, but at the time we were all worried. He wasn't like talking or anything. It was pretty fucked up. But uh, yeah, we had to go out and buy him an early Christmas present. There, he was. He was pretty scared about it. So. 
If you're thinking about trying something like that, I'm just letting you know that my kid literally went into shock from doing that. Uh, let's get into some history of today. 1421, a dike in, Netherlands, in the Netherlands broke and flooded 72 villages, killing around 10,000 people. Then we got uh, 1493, Christopher Columbus did something, but he can suck a big fat one, huh? 1872, uh, 15 women were arrested for voting in the presidential election. One of those women was Susan B. Anthony. 1928, the first fully synchronized sound animation was released. It was called Steamboat Willie, and it featured Mickey and Minnie Mouse. It was their third appearance, and it's considered to be Mickey Mouse's birthday by Disney. So, uh, let's get into it here. We got... 1963, the first push-button telly went into service, so people didn't have to do the ringer thing all the way around for each time you wanted to call. And then in 1978, the Jonestown mass murder-suicide took place. It claimed 918 lives, man. Think about what religion does for people. We'll get into that a little later. 918 lives, 270 of those people were children. So this cult was uh, formed by Jim Jones. And if you want to hear anything about that, I think, I'm pretty sure cults, the podcast, you just type in cults. They have a whole two-part series on the Jonestown Massacre. Pretty crazy shit religion does, huh? Okay, and then we got 1988. Ronald fucking Reagan signs a bill that allows the death penalty for drug traffickers. 1993, NAFTA was approved by the U.S. House of Representatives. Okay, that does it for the history. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's jump into some news of today. A submarine was found one year later. So on November 15th, 2017, like a year and a couple days ago, an Argentine submarine went missing. There were 44 people on board of this vessel, and yeah, I mean, they had, uh, they had contact. The last time they had contact, they were having a short because water got in through the, the uh, air hole in the top, caused a short, and then... Um, yeah, it just disappeared. So, the wreckage of the ARA San Juan was found 2,850 feet down on the ocean floor. They currently do not have any machinery to retrieve the wreckage, but the family did get, like, three pictures of the wreckage, and they finally found out what happened to it. So, they were all met in mourning over there. Um... I had a cousin that was in the Navy in a submarine, dude. That would just... Uh, I don't know if I'd want to be in a submarine. <laughs> that sounds like a shitty situation. Huh? Just like in a fucking box. It's basically... I mean, literally like being in prison. Because you ain't going nowhere. You're, just, you're fucking stuck, dude. Like you are in that goddamn boat. That shit's not going nowhere. <sighs> um... Okay, so we're going to get into, like I said earlier, this is sort of the beginning of Christmas, goes into a, a bunch of religious, um, you know, why these religions are practiced, why they're started. 
But before we do that, we need to talk a little bit about the Zodiac. So here's an astrological lesson. So the Zodiac reference the sun as it passes through the 12 major constellation. That's what, what the Zodiac is. Each, each constellation has its own depiction. The 12 major constellations have their own depiction. And then we pass through that month by month. And, uh, So there are 12 months in a year, that's broken down by the Zodiac, and then there's also four seasons, and the four seasons are separated by the Zodiac cross. So if you've ever seen a Christian cross, and it has a circle around it, that's actually a pagan, the pagan symbolism for the Zodiac. So now let's compare astrology to religion. First we need to, to say this, the sun is known as the giver of life. So during the summertime, things grow, and it's opposite in the wintertime. It gets darker and things start dying off. You have life and death. I mean, that was believed in pagan societies for years. And that's, I mean, we'll get into Yule and Saturnalia and all these different feasts and shit uh, on a later episode. But this has represented good and evil since the beginning of time. Light brings life, dark brings death. So, um, now let's go through the main characteristics of a whole bunch of different religions until we hit Christianity. So we'll start off in Egypt, 3000 BC. So this is 3000 years before Christ. Uh, and we're going to talk about Horus, who was born on December 25th, born of a virgin Isis Mary. Now, the virgin part of Horus's Horus's birth is disputed by Christians because of the fact that the Holy Virgin or the the Holy Spirit impregnated the Virgin in the description, and the Spirit's name was um, what was the Spirit's name here? Nepf. So Nepf was the Holy Ghost in Egyptian religion, and he impregnated the Virgin Isis. But uh, his birth was accompanied by a star in the east. The three kings followed the star to the birth. Um, at the age of 12, he was a prodigal child teacher. At the age of 30, he was baptized. He traveled with 12 disciples, performed miracles like walking on water, healing the sick, all sorts of shit. Does that sound familiar? <clears throat> um, he was also betrayed by one of his disciples, Typhon. And then he was crucified. He was dead for three days, and then he was resurrected. This happened 3,000 years before Christ. Let's get into the next solar deity, Attis of Phrygia, 12,000 BC. Born of the Virgin Nana on December 25th, he was crucified, placed into a tomb, and then resurrected three days later. The next one, we have uh, Mithra of Persia, 1200 BC again. Born of a virgin on December 25th, had 12 disciples. He traveled with with his disciples performing miracles. Was dead for three days and then resurrected. And then next we got Krishna of India, 900 before Christ. Before Christ. Born of a virgin, Devaki. Uh, there was a star in the east signaling his birth. He performed miracles with his disciples. And after he died, he was resurrected. Hold on a sec here. Okay, let's get into another one. So we have Dionysus of Greece, 500 BC, born of a virgin on December 25th, performed miracles like turning water into wine. And this is just a few of the gods 
that were worshipped with similar characteristics to Christ. But uh, let's let's get into one more here real quick. So we'll get into Jesus real quick. Jesus Christ of Bethlehem, zero D.C. during Christ, born of the Virgin Mary. The December 25th part, that was made up by the Catholic Church to convert pagans uh, to stop celebrating Saturnalia and come to church mass. That's, I mean, Christmas was all created by the Catholic Church. We'll get into that between tree worship and pagan holidays and everything else on a different episode. So he wasn't born on December 25th. We're not going to compare those two. But uh, there was a star in the east signaling his birth. He was met by three kings, depending on what you read. So, I mean, the three kings part, that was also sort of emphasized by churches over a year for the story. Really, it says he was accompanied by wise men and he was given three gifts. That's where the confusion lies. So it wasn't three kings. It was wise men that brought three three gifts, frankincense, uh, myrrh, and... Uh, Shit, I don't remember the other one. Um, he was a child teacher at the age of 12. He was baptized at 30 by John the Baptist. He had 12 disciples and traveled with them, performing miracles. He was portrayed as, or he was betrayed by Judas and sold for 30 pieces of silver. Then he was crucif crucified, placed in a tomb, then resurrected three days later. Um, you know, and then it gets into another thing. Depending on which gospel you read, how many people were in the tomb? You know, what day did he die? You got one of the Gospels saying he died uh, prior to prior to Passover. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of shit with, you know, there were angels at the tomb. The tomb was closed. There was women in the tomb. How many women? It's That's just, we'll get into that on another day too, so don't start screaming at me here. Um, oh, let's see what we got here. I'm off track a little bit. Okay, so we will go over this later, but let's just see what Christianity stole from the Egyptian religion that came 3,000 years before Christ. So now I should say that this came from the Egyptian, this what didn't come from the Egyptian religion. The devil came 3,000 years prior to Christ and made these pagans worship these similar attributes before God you know, Christ came down. So, um, first we'll talk about the Ten Commandments that were taken right out of the, the spell 125 of the Book of the Dead. All ten of the commandments are in spell 125 of the Book of the Dead. They also stole baptism, afterlife, final judgment, virgin birth, crucifixion, death and resurrection, circumcision, the Ark of the Covenant, Saviors, Great Flood, and Holy Communion. The Great, the great Flood was written by... 200 different cultures around the world. That's a whole topic we can talk about on a different day. But, uh, <clears throat> now, I know Moses, the lawgiver, the author of the Torah, you know, he was raised by Egyptians and then he ran off with his people and started his own religion in the desert, but he wouldn't have stolen something like that from the Egyptian religion, right? I mean, he wouldn't have gotten the ideas of all that shit we just talked about from the Egyptians and wrote it down in his Torah, right? I mean, that shit wouldn't happen. Um, 
you know, I mean, would he plagiarize something? Let's let's see if he plagiarizes anything else. Let's just compare Jesus to Joseph here. So Joseph, born of a miracle birth. Jesus, born of a miracle birth. Joseph, 12 brothers. Jesus, 12 disciples. Joseph sold for 20 pieces of silver. Jesus sold for 30 pieces of silver. Joseph was uh, suggested for sale by his brother Judah. Jesus was suggested for sale by Judas. Uh, and they both began their work at the age of 30. That is a hell of a lot of coincidence, huh? Okay, okay. Now I got all the Christians pissed off at me here. Um, so let's talk about why there are so many messiahs with similar lives. We'll get into the birth sequence here first. So first, the star of the east has always referred to Cyrus. The brightest star in the sky. It's still the brightest star in the sky. It's still referred to as Cyrus. Now the three stars of Orion's belt have been called the three kings as long as we've had recorded history. And they are some of the brightest stars. I mean, they're in the constellation Orion. So the sun, we'll talk about the sun here, the bringer of life. During the fall equinox, the sun starts to die. It is not out as long as the, uh, you know, it's not out as long the vegetation starts to die, so during the fall equinox, can't read my own writing here, sorry about that. <clears throat> so, let's say we're in the Northern Hemisphere. Most of you listening, unless you're in Australia, are probably in the Northern Hemisphere. When you perceive the sun rises and sets every day, you can mark where, like if you're looking at a mountain, I guess. I've only lived where there are mountains, so it's easier for me to see that. But if you stand in the same spot every day and you mark where the sun rises from, you'll see that it's constantly moving south um, when we're going into winter. So it'll continue to do this until December 22nd. And from December 22nd to December 24th, the sun rises in the same place on your little mark uh, every day during those three days until December 25th. And then it goes just a little bit north. So it moves back the opposite direction. It starts to rise in the north. So the sun's movement dies for three days. And it dies on the Southern Cross, another another fucking constellation, major constellation, been called the Southern Cross for longer than any of us have been alive. But uh, let me find my place here. So then, yeah, on December 25th, it rises just a little bit north, and it's on, it just spent three days on the Southern Cross. So, but what about the star and the kings, right? So if you draw a line, if you follow the three kings of Orion's belt to the star in the east, Sirius, and you draw a straight line on December 25th, those stars all line up right where the sun is going to go. So the three kings, go. you, you draw the line to the left, they follow Sirius, there you go, and then there's a straight line December 25th, where the sunrise will take place. Um, and then we can talk about Jesus and 
all the other gods of old, and why do they have 12 disciples? Why, I mean, what's with 12? Well, 12 is the number of constellations in the zodiac. And we can get into the constellation Virgo, and Virgo translate to virgin in Latin. And uh, it has the ancient glyph of an M. It's an altered M. When you look at, like, an astrological sign that's just done in the glyphs, it'll be that M, the ancient M. It's got the extra little loop there at the bottom. <clears throat> but, uh, and I mean, if you go into Buddha and uh, Mithra and Jesus and all these different people, every one of their virgins, virgin mother's names started with an M. So M is for Mary. Uh, Virgo is also represented as the house of bread. In the illustration of Virgo, it shows a woman, the virgin, holding wheat. So, what does Bethlehem translate to here? It translates in. It translates from uh, not Jewish. What the fuck? Uh, not Israel. Hebrew to the house of bread. That's what Bethlehem translates into. So, I mean, you're, you're seeing a, a bunch of these crazy astrological symbolisms that are described, you know, and not, not just in the Christian religion, in an ass-ton of different religions. And I just mentioned a few. I mean, we can get into, like, the ages we're in. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. But if you look at all the, all the artwork of Jesus... You know, I mean, I know a lot of this shit was Catholic, but if you look at all the old artwork of Jesus, like our, our historical artwork when Christianity was, you know, back to Constantine's age, you will see Jesus standing in front of a cross. And he's wearing his head of thorns. And now if we remember the cross of the Zodiac, you know, some Christian churches put that circle around that cross. Well, that's Jesus, the Son, standing in front of the cross, the Southern Cross, and the head of thorns are the sun rays. I mean, it's just, it's all symbolism. I mean, we can get into why why they have these red-capped mushrooms in the Bible later, and like, I mean, the, the whole thing is, it's just, it's crazy when you start putting it all together. But after all, Jesus is the Son of Sons, the bringer of light, uh, and he ascends to the heavens. You know? He rises to the heavens. That's, those are Christian words, not mine. Okay, so one day we'll get into the procession of the equinox. I, I can't do that. I mean, we'll make this an hour-long freaking show today. We'll save it for later. But for a basic rundown, we have Moses that comes down from Mount Sinai, and he sees his people worshiping the bull. And the bull could be portrayed as the age of Taurus, the age of the bull. Then he orders his people to kill each other for purification. So they're entering a new age. And, uh, you know, the Jews still blow the ram's horn today. Moses is represented by the ram. And then uh, when Jesus comes into the picture, what does he do? He feeds 5,000 with two fish and some bread. Uh, he befriends fishermen, he walks on water, he does all this stuff related to fish. Um, and then, okay, so, at the end, this will be the last part, it's, and this isn't the, the actual 
passage from the Bible. I'm just going over it real quick. But Jesus' disciples ask him when the next Passover will be, and Jesus tells them to look for the man uh, carrying the bale or the, the buckets of water, and this symbolizes Aquarius. So, like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I really, I think the next thing we're going to get into is Saturnalia and the Yule time. I mean, we, we get a lot of traditions, and I'm not doing this to put down anybody's religion. I'm not doing this to... Yeah, I'm not, like I said, I'm not doing this to put anybody down. If you want to believe whatever you want to believe, I wish I could. I wish I could. Um, but what I am saying is you've got all these people destroying these this holiday, Christmas holiday. And Christmas, the way we celebrate Christmas now is such an Americanized version of this holiday. It's an American fucking holiday. You know, Santa Claus, all this stuff. It's, I mean, it's... It's the best American holiday. And then you have atheists fighting about fucking not wanting to celebrate Christmas because it's a Christian holiday, when it's not. And then you have the Christians saying that we're taking Christ out of Christmas. Well, Christ was never in Christmas, and the Bible specifically tells you not to celebrate holidays like this. Um, it's just, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we just get over this bullshit and realize that we're celebrating an American holiday, just like the 4th of July. You know, just like Halloween. They try to bring religion into Halloween, too. It's just... It's fucking crazy, you know? And you got these Christian people and these atheist people telling their kids, young kids in elementary school, that Santa Claus isn't real and fucking... I think... If any of you have seen Batman Begins, the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman Begins, Ra's al Ghul tells Batman that a man can be bought, you know, a man can die, but if you lend yourself to an idea, you can live forever, you become immortal. And that is Santa Claus. Is Santa Claus any more real than us? You know, and not as real as us? It's an idea. It can last forever. And we're fucking destroying it, man. I mean, it's just... It was this beautiful celebration. Uh, I mean, brings everybody closer, happier. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody likes Christmas. I don't, I like, I don't actually like the day of Christmas, because then it's fucking over. I like driving down the street and seeing all the fucking lights and going to the store and they're all decorated and sitting around watching Christmas movies, eating crackers and my you know, fucking vegan cheese spreads. It was a lot better when I wasn't vegan, but uh, I still got some cheese. You know, we got some jalapeno, jalapeno block diet cheese, and we got some uh, cream cheese, and I make a cheese. It's, you know, that's I'm still doing it. Still doing it. But yeah, don't fucking kill Christmas, especially if you're goddamn atheist, man. I don't understand atheists, period. It's like you, you have a religion stating that you don't fucking have a religion. It's like, what the fuck? You're a practicing atheist. Go suck a fat one, you fuck. Like, I just don't... I don't understand. And then the same thing with fucking Christians. Like I said earlier, Christmas was invented by the Catholics to bring pagans into their religion because they knew the pagans wouldn't get rid of their holiday. They liked their celebrations. They didn't want 
to stop celebrating. And if they became Christian, they couldn't celebrate their old pagan holidays. So the Catholic Church, instead of just like going in there and trying to force people and do all this crazy shit like they did in other years, you know, they said, well, okay, we'll work with you. We'll create Christmas, you know, the, the, the Mass of Christ, and we'll have a little celebration going on. It's very similar to Saturnalia or your Yule time or whatever. And the pagans were more less reluctant to come over. Then we get into the start of America, and people were getting fined for making Christmas pot pies. Like, y you could be imprisoned for celebrating Christmas. I know we came over here for religious freedom, but you can't worship that Catholic popery. You know what I'm saying? You can't fucking bring your uh, pagan spirituality of Catholicism here to America. And that shit was real, dude. But, uh, I mean, we grabbed so much shit. The Christmas tree, like, people in America started using the Christmas tree because of the, uh, Queen of England at the time was married to a fucking German dude, German prince or whatever the fuck, we'll get into this later, and he celebrated with a Christmas tree, the Yule Log, it was, you know, they brought the tree in because the tree symbolized life, and when everything died outside, they would bring a tree inside, and they would decorate their house with evergreen trees, and that's, like, it, it just goes into so much of that, so we'll get into that later. Still got to do the Thanksgiving shit. I just really wanted to do this today. Uh, you guys have a good one. Thanks for sticking in there for 30 minutes. Yeah. That's a that's a freaking good ramble there. But uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ScottHay86. And I will talk to you later. Bye.